Welcome to the Rhett Dillingham Podcast Show. We hope you are always encouraged, inspired, and helped. Now let's dive right in. Welcome back. Uh, thank you guys for joining again. This is going to be part two of the interview with Braylon Soto. So let's dive in. Here we go. And as a PK, like, you know, I remember sleeping on the pews to all the way to now. I'm almost 24. So, like, you sit there and you're like, you've had a lot of church experience. But, like, can you tell somebody um, your God moment for you? Because I know it's so important for everybody out there, it's a, it, it's a continual process and it's a growth and a relationship with God. I think a lot of people are, are realizing that and it takes time. It takes a lot of time actually to grow. Um, but can, can you remember a, a, a super defining moment where you, what you just talked about is you decided for me, this is how I'm going to live my life and I'm going to serve God to the fullest. Yeah, I would say, um, there wasn't really one specific moment. There have been a lot of special moments in my life that confirmed this is what I wanted to do. Yeah. But I would say that the most impactful thing that has happened to me was simply just being in my home church. And I remember growing up, I like you said, I would sleep under the pews too. I would fall asleep and I just wouldn't, I wasn't interested in staying awake. I would just, you know, do my own thing. I remember when I started to get older, I would observe, I would look around and watching lives be changed right in front of me was what made me want to do this. I would see people come into church broken. I would see them come in um, just from terrible homes, or I would see people up at the altar just crying. And I knew that they were broken. And I would think to myself, this is why I need to, you know, do what I need to do. This is why I need to live a life of ministries, because there are people out there that don't have a hope to cling to. There are people out there that don't know that there's a God that loves them. And I remember even thinking that in fifth grade when it got really bad at one point, um, this is one of the moments that I would say defined my life of ministry and being a PK, but it got really bad at one point where I was being bullied and I came home and I didn't want to tell anyone about it. I didn't want to talk to my parents, but I, I walked in the door and I just, my mom asked me, Hey, Braylon, how was your day at school? And I just broke down in tears and I cried. I said, mom, I had a really bad day. Someone did something terrible to me and it broke my heart. But as I sat and thought about it, it didn't break my heart because it hurt my ego. It didn't break my heart because I was embarrassed. It broke my heart because the girl that had done what she did to me didn't know Jesus. And I knew she did it because she was broken. Mm. Yeah. And I remember sitting there thinking, there are a lot of people like that girl mm. that are doing terrible things. And that saying hurt people, hurt people is so true. Yeah. And I really had something in me break that day. Something in me just thought I need to reach people because if I don't, 
people are going to hurt other people. And then those people are going to hurt other people. And those people are just going to stay hurt forever. They're Mm. never going to know Jesus. They're never going to find a hope to cling to. Yeah. And so that day I was like, I take this as my responsibility to be a disciple maker. Yeah. To reach people, even when they hurt me, even when I would have every right in the world to do them wrong, I'm going to love them unconditionally. Right. And so there were a couple of other instances that I would say shaped my love for ministry and wanting to pursue it. But watching people and observing and just having a heart for people, I would say, is what really fueled that, that fire in me. Yeah, definitely. Um, that And that is right there is a powerful concept, um, because if you realize um, if you can realize that at a young age or even um, just in the process of growing up, you know, that's the reason why we're doing what we're doing. Um, and then, as I mentioned previously, to see the change in people is the most amazing gift I've ever seen on this planet. Yeah. Um, because you see people that that are broken and hurt and maybe it was of their own fault and maybe it wasn't, you know, and you and you see God come into the that that spot that just just you know hurt them so badly so they would react and do this and whatever um and and i love what you said about um being a disciple maker because like as soon as i think people can realize that and i say this lovingly but that it's not about you right you know once you can grasp that concept um a lot of things become like you'll start seeing things you'll start seeing things in other people and you'll start having a bigger heart for people that you never did um in my experience um you know i grew up with my grandparents had uh, had built a drug and alcohol rehab center Hmm. so i'm very thankful and very blessed because i grew up my whole life um at least from what i can remember um seeing guys come in with drug problems and alcohol problems and so many different things and addictions and this and that and whatever. And to literally see a guy that looks strung out like a homeless dude, like whatever. And then within a year, God has just transformed his life. So I was privileged to see that, you know, those types of things. And I would just challenge people that, you know, maybe, maybe you won't be able to see those things like that or grow up around that, whatever. But if you step out, and you show that you care to people and that you show that you love people and you show God to people. It, it's kind of incredible. Um, I'm a crier. So <laughs> like, if I see something and God starts moving on me or whatever, I, I feel something for somebody, I probably end up just crying and, and, and sharing with them um, what I'm feeling in that moment. So yeah, th- those are very um, strong things. And I, I know if someone listens to this, they're going to be encouraged by that because when you, when you realize that, when you realize why we live for God, the way we live for God, it's, it's not some like magic potion that we just get all these blessings and we get all these no, things. Definitely just, not. <laughs> because God wants to touch people. He wants to yes. touch hurting people, he, you know, people that need help and don't know him, as you mentioned, they need God. And so, um, yes, that's, that's what drives me every day. Um, I recently just started a new job and I'm working with a couple of these guys I'm working with on, um, uh, this construction thing. 
And, you know, it is incredible. Like you ask a guy a question, just like, how are you doing? Or like, what's going on in your life? And like the floodgates open, <laughs> you know, yeah. some people, people uh, are hungry. They may not act like it, but they'll take any opportunity they can to talk about how they feel yeah. about their brokenness. They want to know, they want someone to talk to, and, you know, th- these are, this is a guy that um, specifically I speak to you of one guy that I'm working with that he was, you know, pretty quiet when we first kind of interacted and, and it just kind of took some time to open up. And then before you knew it, you know, he's asking me questions and asking this and like, what do you do? And what, you know, and it gave me an opportunity to, to build this relationship with him. Um, another thing I want to, uh, another topic I want to touch on, I think we're just transitioning really good here. Um, you know, I think a lot of people sometimes when they look at apostolic Pentecostal people or, you know, girls with long hair and skirts and this and that, or guys not wearing shorts or whatever, so many different things. Um, what I want to talk about how important it is to um, obviously, you know, tell them our experience with Jesus, but more so try to convey to them that like, you know, this is not a religious thing. This is a relational thing. Yes. Um, you know, I think a lot of PKs sometimes if, if they're in the only ones in their high school, they're only, it can come off in a world that is very, looks at things very critically and very whatever. It, oh, that's just like another religion or another thing yeah. or whatever. You know, what would you um, encourage somebody with to say that like, um, how can we convey this to people uh, that maybe know nothing about church? And, and they're, when they look at it, they think, well, that's just another religion or this or that. You know, what, what can we do con- to convey to those people that, hey, uh, we have a life-changing message here? Yeah. One thing that I think is very interesting about the culture that we live in nowadays is there has to be an explanation for everything. Mm. There is little faith in the world now. Mm-hmm. And I think that that boggles a lot of people's minds. They always want to have a pinpoint so for example if I say oh yes I wear skirts people are like oh because of your religion like Mm -hmm. because of something you do this but one thing that comes with being an apostolic or even just being a Christian or following something it is a lot a lot of it's driven by faith and sometimes you do things not because of a certain point or anything but you do things because god is just good and he told you to do it yeah he just put it in the bible and he told you to do it and there's no other explanation you don't have to have a reason you do it because he told you to and i think um one thing that i would suggest to people um and helping convey that is if somebody's asking you why you're doing what you're doing don't say it's because of my religion you say it's because I want to do it. It's because it's my conviction because I have a relationship with God and he told me to do this. Mm. And, you know, some people might not understand that they might not get that, but that's okay. Just giving them that answer plants the seed. And I think a lot of people nowadays are afraid to think like that. Mm. They're afraid to say, you know, I just do this because I know it's right. They feel like they have to have a certain, um, face put up. Um, if you don't have the same values as everyone else, they're afraid to, um, talk about it, you know? And I think that 
it's our duty to talk about those things, but also say that I'm not doing it just because I was told to, I'm doing it because I want to. Right. Um, so I always make sure that I say that it's, it's not because of a religion. Yeah. And I think that that is a huge thing that we could do. It's a little thing that we would add into our lives, but the impact that it'll have on people is huge. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and people, especially today, people are seeking out people that are bold. Yeah. You know, and they know what they believe and they have an experience. Um, so yeah, I, I love that, that too, because that, that is, that is so important um, yeah. to not, to not come off. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I was just going to say there's people like that on the opposite end of the spectrum. You see people that, you know, follow the LGBTQ community. You see people that follow politics. They never feel like they have to explain themselves. No, They just say, this is who I am. And this is what I believe because I want to believe it. We yeah. can do the same thing. Yeah. You can and just it, believe it because God told you to. Oh, a hundred percent. I love that because that's so one of the things that I love about this podcast and, and I knew, I knew it was going to come out, but it's such a practicality to it. And I, I love that because I know someone's going to take that home and believe that. Um, but I was going to mention um, one more other thing. And, you know, we all know this, but we know that if our relationship with God is good and is consistent and we're growing this stuff down here, it starts becoming a little easier. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it, sure. I don't know if you speak on that for a second, but that is so important to have this correct before we even start you know, making disciples. Yes, totally. I am very passionate about that. Actually. I, Oh yes. <laughs> I think um, I can just agree with you. I can, all I can say is it is crucial that you, before you start to reach and impact people around you, you need to make sure that your connection with God is completely in tune because you will not be effective yeah. unless you have that, yeah. unless you have that daily connection with God through prayer and Bible reading, you won't be effective. And I think that a lot of times we try to depend on what we can do by ourselves, but we have no idea what we're capable of yeah. if we add God into the mix. You know, you yeah. have your talents and you have your gifts and that will only take you so far. It will take you somewhere, but it won't take you as far as you could go. And the beautiful thing is once you really start investing into your relationship with God, you start to realize that you're like, wow. I am capable of so much more. Yeah. And those values that you had that were, you know, earthly values, things that you used to care about, you'll notice start to fade away. Yeah. Nothing else will matter to you when you get that concept of this is what I'm here for. Yeah. My relationship with God is the only thing worth investing into really. And then there's other things that come from that, but your yeah. relationship and connection with God is what will take you to where you need to go and what really what will make you effective so 100 percent um because like you mentioned if this isn't okay you're not going to be effective and right. you, may, you may be able to say something or say this or say that um but another thing too um i i do think um i also kind of want to speak on it maybe if there's somebody out there that maybe beats themselves up they kind of struggle kind of this back and forth life and you know 
sin tastes good and this and that, but it's only good for a season. And then it really kind of makes you feel depressed. And then you have a high with God, maybe at Congress or a big conference or this or that. It is, it is so, so, so important, like you mentioned, to understand and realize the potential that God can do and work through you. Um, but more than that, if there's somebody out there, uh, I just want to speak on for a second, that is maybe lacking confidence or is just insecure about something or whatever, you know, dealing with those things personally, it, it's funny how God works, but like when you deal with those things, it's funny how even God starts healing you and then, then you start affecting people. And, and yeah. maybe even before people at school or whatever, maybe your family, maybe your friends in the church, um, and really, really, really just dedicating that concept to say, you know what, I'm going to do this um, and I'm going to serve God with everything I got, even when it doesn't feel like it, even when it doesn't seem like I should. Um, you yeah. know, I'm going through a class right now dealing with different things. Um, and I, the concept that's really jumping out to me, um, a couple things, um, you know, it's okay to be human. <laughs> it's okay to be human because like, you know, we are, and we stink. We, we are terrible human beings, but, um, and we have bad crazy mindsets, but, you know, with God's help, um, I just mentioned that because going through some of these classes in these last couple of years for me, um, you know, it's really brought out areas in my life that I didn't even know I had unbelief in. Yeah. Wow. You know, um, it, it is so important to understand that this is a process with God and these things take time. And there are going to be things in your life that you realize you don't fully trust God on. Yeah. And, that, and that's okay. It is. You know, it's okay. That's why we're doing this. That's why we're doing this podcast here to encourage people to say, it's okay to struggle. It's okay, yeah. but it's not okay to stay there. Yes. It's not okay to linger in those areas. And it is so, so, so important because, um, you know, I just want to kind of speak for myself for a second in this area. I have found um, for me when I don't depend on God and when I depend on my, my flesh and what I can do and whatever, I, I personally end up being very insecure around groups and end up shutting down and acting weird. I'll just be blunt for a second, you know, and have dealt with that for a long time. But you realize that. God, God didn't create you to live like that. Right. God created you to thrive, you know, not to throw out the casting crowns thing there, but like, um, you know, it is, it is so, so important. And um, I don't know if you can speak on anything in your life that you have maybe taken that concept home and said, wow, like God, like I can't do this without you. Yeah. One thing um, I just recently listened to, someone speak about understanding that you are owned by God. And I think that that has a lot to do with insecurities. Um, she talked about actually the movie toy story, how all the toys had Andy's name written on their foot. And she tied that into the fact that you have Jesus's name written on your foot. When you understand who you are and that you are owned by him, that you are loved by him, that will not take away your insecurity, but it will help you get rid of the mindset that you have to stay in those insecurities. And I think it's 
crazy that you brought up the whole um, not staying in those areas of question, not staying in the insecurities, the bitterness. Um, someone in my life just recently walked away from the apostolic truth. And I think that a big reason why is because they had questions and they didn't bring them to anyone. Mm. They let those questions sit and linger in their mind and in their spirit. And the problem with that is if you're not willing to bring them forward, then you're not willing to have somebody explain why it's wrong. You're not willing to, you know, question, well, maybe, maybe what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling isn't right. I want somebody to prove me wrong. They didn't bring that to anyone and they talked themselves into walking away from the truth because they talked themselves out of believing it. Yeah. It's, and I think it's up to you, but it, it's hard people like, yeah, it's hard to bring this stuff to the surface. Because it is. It's deep roots that are unbelief in our lives that are maybe even areas where we've been hurt. And it, it is, it is tough to deal with those things. I didn't mean to cut you off there, but no, it's okay. I want to make that point clear because like, I see a lot of people, especially PKs, you feel like you have to have your life together. Right. You can never like, ask questions. Yeah. yeah. You can't ever go through things. Um, and I want to talk about something here in just a second, but you can continue where, where you were leaving off there. Well, that's really what I was just going to say is it, it's a very important that when you have something that you're questioning, or when you have a question, you need to ask someone it's yeah. okay have questions it's okay to have insecurities it's okay to be vulnerable mm -hmm. because you can't grow without experience you can't grow from you know never asking questions it's just like school you won't learn anything if you you know if you don't understand something you never ask the teacher to help you yeah. you need to ask for help and it's okay especially yeah. if you're a pk because what if somebody else comes to you and they have questions and you didn't even figure that out for yourself how yeah. are you going to help them Wow. How are you going to set that example for the other kids in your church or the other hyphen age students, or when you're a youth pastor or when you're anything, if you never ask those questions yourself, you need to figure that out first in your own spirit, and then you'll be able to be effective. So definitely. Um, wow. So much gold content right there. Um, I'm being blessed. I'm going to go back and listen to this and kid, I write all these concepts down because this is just it's an amazing thing. Um, but uh, one of the last things I kind of want to um, uh, talk about real quick, um, and, and thank you again for coming on here. I'm, I'm super thankful. Um, but I just want to throw the concept out there that God doesn't look at PKs with the PK umbrella. Mm -mm. He doesn't look at you like you're a PK. Um, God sees you as you. God made you in your mother's womb, individually, very unique and specific to what he wanted to make you as. Um, and I know it's just so, so, so important. One thing that I have realized and, and grasped that concept is that God does not see me as what humans see me as all the time. No. Um, and so I, I don't know if you just want to mention something on, on that note. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think that's something that we forget a lot. I know that's something that I forgot a lot is you feel like you're being seen as one way. You may feel like, oh, so many people are watching me. Or if you're not a PK, you feel like nobody sees you at all. You're not important. I feel like we forget that God sees you for you. He sees 
every part of your heart, every deep part of your soul. There is nothing that is hidden from God. And he sees you for who you are and for how he designed you to be. And I honestly don't even have a lot to add to that. That's just a simple concept that is life-changing. You have to realize he sees you for you and you don't have to feel like you have to put up a face or a front in front of God because he's your heavenly father. He, he designed you the way he wanted you to be. He set you in your life where you needed to be for a reason. And you can just cling to that. You can trust that he knows. Yeah. So powerful. Um, and I know there are PKs out there that struggle with that and see themselves the way other, like they, they put the glasses of humans on God's eyes, mm-hmm. like, oh, well, look, look what so-and-so did or look what this, and, and God does not see you like that. Yeah. I, I want to drive that point home so much because it, it is so important when you realize that, you know, God loves you for you. Wow, what a what a powerful concept. Yeah. Um, so man, it, amazing stuff here. Um, Braylon, I'm so thankful that you joined me. I honestly I feel like I could talk about this all night. I know. I, yeah. I, I definitely hope I want you back on the podcast. We we definitely gotta do this again. Got more to yeah. talk about. Yeah, so thank you again for coming on here. And I know someone's gonna be blessed. Um, yeah, just just thanks so much. I hope that somebody hears this and is blessed by it. Um, Before I go, I just want to reach out to the PKs listening to this. Um, You're not alone. I know the struggle. I know what you go through. I'm sure Rhett knows what you go through. There are other people that walk the way that you do, and it's not easy. We know that, but just keep trucking through and do what you know to do and do it because you believe it. Don't do it because somebody believes it for you. Do it because you believe it. And I am so excited to watch the people of our generation grow up and start stepping into these different ministries and opportunities because I think that our generation is special and I'm excited to see all of that unfold. So yeah, thanks for having me. Yes, thanks so much. Um, Go back, listen to this podcast. I know your people on here are gonna, they're gonna wanna write things down and and get this. Um, So um, thank you again so much for joining. Wow, what a fun podcast. Uh, Braylon had so many good things to say. Uh, I'm so thankful she was able to be on with me. And I hope someone was able to be encouraged. Um, Definitely be looking out for these next podcasts because I got some new topics coming up with uh, PKs. My brother's going to be on here and a few other people. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. And please share and tell everybody about it. All right. God bless.